Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. The Lord. John chapter 4. John chapter 4, and we'll start at verse 4. And praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Um, and those of you who, who don't know much about the Bible, you won't really understand what that means. Um, but Pentecost, it was on the Feast of Pentecost where the outpouring of the Holy Ghost took place in Jerusalem. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And we know the Bible says cloven tongues of fire sat on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. It was the outpouring of the Spirit of God that Jesus had talked about and uh, in chapter 7. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but how many know before you can have a Pentecost, there's a Passover? Amen. And the Passover was the giving of the Passover lamb. How many know the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world? Amen. Jesus was that Passover lamb. He died on the cross in 50 Fifty days after he died on the cross and resurrected from the grave um, is, is Pentecost. Penta, Penta is 50. And so uh, whenever the outpouring of the Holy Ghost happened, it was, it was 50 days after um, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it was the fulfillment of the, what the prophet Joel said, In the last days saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh Amen. How many knows that he's still pouring out his spirit up on all flesh? If you believe that, clap your hands one more time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. John chapter 4, and, we'll, and then after we read John chapter 4, we're going to read 4 through uh, 14, and then we'll read Isaiah 55, 1 and 2. Just to let my help in the back know so they can be ready to switch. Somebody say amen. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on 
the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water, pointing at the well, whoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Somebody say, in him. A well of water springing up into everlasting life. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Somebody th say, thank you, Lord. I'm going to preach uh, this morning on this subject, this question. What is your source? What is your source? Okay? Lay your Bibles down this morning. Lift your hands to the Lord. Close your eyes. Nobody looking around. Amen. Lift your hands at, to surrender to, to the Lord this morning in His will. The Bible says to lift your hands with your heart. Lift your heart with your hands. God, we lift our hearts to you this morning. God, that part of us that nobody else can see, Lord. That part of us, God, that, that, that is the operation, Lord, of the center of our being, God. We lift to you, Lord, our lives and who we are, Lord, God. We don't have the answers today. We look to you, Lord. We don't have uh, uh, everything that we need today, Lord. We look to you, God. I pray, Lord, that you would operate in this service, Lord, as the creator of all things, Lord. As uh, as the God of all heaven and earth, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would exercise your authority in this house today. I pray that you would say what needs to be said. Loose your word, Lord, for this service. Loose that word of purpose, I pray, for these people. I pray that you would take us beyond ourselves. Help me to preach good, and we'll give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Notice how I threw that in there. Help me to preach good. <laughs> Somebody say amen. amen. Let's practice here this morning before we get started. Amen. All right, when a preacher's preaching, he's feeling it. All right, he's feeling the anointing and he says something really good. Our response should be, 
Let's do that again. One, two, three. And it's if it's really good, then you can stand up and clap and shout, Amen! Amen. How many know that he's the God of the living, not the God of the dead? Amen. The Bible says the dead praise not the Lord. There's... You can go down to the graveyard and you can, you can preach all you want, but I'm going to tell you there's not going to be a response. Is anybody alive in this house? Amen. If you're alive, say amen. Oh, I feel the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. I think you're ready. I've been ready since 7 o'clock this morning. Amen. I've been anticipating. Come on, praying, seeking the face of God. How many know we need the Lord in this hour that we're living in? What is your source? Amen. What is your source? Elbow your neighbor and ask him, what is your source? What do you draw from? Amen. All of us, we are, we are vessels. Amen. Last week I, I preached about... The, the, the widow woman that, that went and sent her sons to gather the empty vessels, right? And bring them to the house because she had a commandment from the Lord to pour the oil that she had into the vessels. And how many know the vessels had to be empty? Amen. Amen. When, when God's talking about us in the New Testament, he calls us vessels. There are vessels of honor. And there are vessels of dishonor. Amen. Amen. There are vessels that are used to bring glory to God. And then there are vessels that are fit for destruction. Come on. Amen. All of us are vessels. Amen. We are, we are made to be filled with something. Amen. We are made to draw from or to take from. Amen. When, we, when, when we're born into the world, how many know that we are born uh, a clean slate? We are born empty. Amen. We are, we are born uh, uh, void, maybe, of, uh, of, of any, any uh, information or, or, or any type of uh, anything that could help us to develop or form. But how many know that as you grow, you develop and you learn and you become, right? Amen. You learn. How many know that we can learn? Amen. Your first words were probably no. Or mine. Right? I mean, you don't have to teach people to be selfish a lot of times. You know what you want and you go after what you want. And even the little children, the first words will be, no, I don't want to do that. No. Somebody say no. <laughs> and mine, which is that's for me and that's nobody else's. That's mine, right? I want that. That's mine. The selfish nature takes over. But, but we are all clean slate. We learn. We grow. Uh, we, we become. Amen. Uh, we are a product of the environment. A lot of us that we grew up in. Amen. We are a product of, of what we were taught when we were children. Amen. We, we are a product or, of our education maybe or our lack of education. Amen. We are a, a, a product of a good family or maybe a bad family. Right? We, we're a product. Amen. Physically. Naturally. Of what we have learned and what's been poured into us comes out of us. Come on somebody. How many know that we are vessels unto the Lord? We have been 
been created as vessels. Every one of us have been created to, 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 for a purpose. Amen. But I want to ask you this morning, what do you draw from? Amen. At this point in your life, I know there's a lot of things that have happened in your life that brought you to where you're at today. But at this point in your existence, what do you draw from? What, what do you pull from? Amen. Where, where do you get your purpose for every day of your life? Where do you get your motivation for living? What is the, what is the purpose of you living on the earth? Come on. Where do you get the strength that you need every day? Where do you get the knowledge and the information and the wisdom that you need to live your life and make the decisions that you need to make? Come on. Amen. What do you draw from? And I want to tell you today that what we draw from ultimately determines our purpose. Amen. Or lack of purpose. What we pull from, what we draw from, where we get our motivation will ultimately decide the destination that we end up at. And I don't care who you are or where you come from, what family you grew up in, what, what has happened in your life up until now. Today can be a new day, a fresh start where you can empty out your vessel and start afresh. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Some synonyms for purpose. Purpose is the, the reason something was made. Amen. It's the goal. It's the design. Amen. How many know that when things are designed, they're designed for a specific purpose in mind? Amen. There's certain characteristics and qualities that things have that they can fulfill the purpose that they were created for. Amen. We are no different. Amen. The design with which we've been created came from our maker. Amen. It came from our God. Somebody say amen. Somebody say purpose. If you want purpose in your life, true purpose, I'm looking for a scripture and I must, I didn't organize this the way that I should have. Amen. Everything that we need comes from God. Amen. If we want to fulfill the purpose in our lives, then our source has to change. Amen. What we draw from has to change. Amen. What we pull from has to be different. If I continue to do what I've always done, I'm going to be what I've always been. Somebody say amen. If I want to be different, I need to draw new information. Come on. I need a new way of thinking. I need a new way of living. Come on. I need to add something to my world that's going to make me different than I've been. Amen. And in order to, to find the true purpose of what you've created to be, that you got to go back to the one that is the source of everything. Amen. You got to go back to the one that is the source of everything you see, everything that's been created, the sun, the moon, the stars, the grass, the flowers, the trees, the fruit, the seed, everything that's been made were made by things that do not appear. Come on. God made it. He spoke it into existence all for a living purpose. Somebody say amen. Somebody say he's the source. Look up the definition for source. 
Look it up in your Bible, or in your, not in your Bible, in your dictionary. Amen. Here's the definition of source. It's a generative force. Okay? It has the ability to generate things, to create things. <laughs> Amen. It is a point of origin. Amen. Which is beginning. Right? It's the point of origin. It is one that initiates or is the author. Come on, somebody. It's one that supplies information. Okay? It's the source. Okay? How many know that, that uh, the point of origin, let's just start there, the beginning. Somebody say the beginning. What is the beginning? Amen. Who is the beginning? Amen. Where did it start? The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Amen. In the book of John, it says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Come on. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and for him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Let me just take that weight off your shoulders this morning and let you know that you're not a mistake. Come on. That you're not an accident. That the reason that you're standing here is God made you from the beginning. Come on. He didn't, you didn't just appear in time with no purpose or no place to go. God made us. Amen. Somebody say the beginning. Isaiah 41 and 4, he says, Who hath wrought and done it? Calling the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord. Somebody say the Lord. The first and with the last, I am He. Isaiah 44, 6, Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Come on, somebody. Revelations 1 and 8. Jesus standing and appearing before John the Revelator on the Isle of Patmos. He said, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, that's present, which was, that's the past, and which is to come, that's the future, the Almighty. Revelations 22 and 13, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I want to preach to you this morning that He is from the beginning. He is the one that created all things from the beginning. If you want the source, you got to go back to one that spoke it into existence, that had the plan and the purpose in mind when He created it. And I want to tell you, with everything that's happened in your life, the purpose is not lost, but God today is letting you know for the first time you might feel empty, but he still has your purpose. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. You say, well, I understand that, that God is the beginning. But what's that have to do with me? I'm glad you asked. 
says, I'm going to tell you. Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee for I, somebody say I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. Amen. You, you may not truly understand, but your soul knows it. Amen. You might not really understand exactly your need for God, but your soul knows it. Come on. There's a longing for him. There's a desire for him. You don't even know what you're feeling. You don't know why that you feel empty on the inside. You don't know why you feel that longing that can't be satisfied. I want to tell you, your soul's trying to tell you something. That there's a place in your soul for only God. And he's the only one that can fill it. Because you were made for him. That's good preaching. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members wow, were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. Before you were, Job was talking about, you're so far ahead of me. Be, before I was covered, in, you covered me in my mother's womb. You saw my substance before any of them even came into existence. Come on. You, 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 you wrote in your book about my members. Come on. About the creation of what I would be and, and the life I would have and the life that you have purposed. And through continuance, you put your hand on it and you begin to fashion it after what was written in your book before there was any of it even existing. Come on. God is so far ahead of you. Knew that you were going to be in this house today and wants to let you know that from the beginning he had a place for you in his kingdom and in his church and in him. Somebody say amen. amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worth He's the beginning. Somebody say he's the beginning. He's the author. Help me know he's the author. Amen. Hebrews 5 and 9. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Hebrews 12 and 2, looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. How many know that the author, he, he, he not only does he write the beginning. Amen. But before he even starts the story, <laughs> the ending's already written. Amen. In fact, 
I've learned through preaching that in building a message, let me give you a little lesson in what's it called hermeneutics, the art of preaching. That God will give me the ending first. Right? He gives you the the the, the punchline. He gives you the uh, the goal, the purpose, right? The word for the day. Amen. And, and, and it's my responsibility to take what he's given me because all we need is the end to figure out where it began. Come on, somebody. God doesn't work from the beginning to the ending. God works from the ending to the beginning. Declaring the ending from the beginning. Read it in the book of Isaiah. He is a God that is at the end. Amen. He's in eternity. He's not walking through time, struggling to get through, wondering what he's going to do next. It's already been written. Somebody say it's been written. The book's been written. The author is set down at the right hand of God with all power and with all authority. He's at the ending. But what he's trying to convey to us that he's at the end pulling on us trying to pull us to him amen we're we're at the beginning or halfway through our story as I, I hope I'm only halfway through my story 46 man I could be 92 praise the Lord Amen. Halfway through my story, struggling to get to him. Come on, because I can only see what's in front of me. I can only see what, what today has. Come on, I can only see what the moment that I'm living in has. Yeah, I got a lot of past that's behind me, but I can't see my future. I can't see tomorrow. All I can do today is depend on him from the ending to get me through that next step to where I can get where I need to go. Come on, somebody. Somebody's got to realize today that God's got the plan. He's got the purpose he's already written your story and he's at the end waiting for us to get there if we could just get a hold of the plan and the purpose of God for our lives he will lead us where we need to go he will order his step our steps in his word amen. somebody say man how important is the word of God in our lives amen how many know that the Word of God is our direction? When God speaks a word, it's always for a purpose. Do, do we realize that when God utters His voice, He's not just talking to hear His head rattle? Come on. He's not just talking to, to hear His own voice. Some of us talk to hear our own voice. Amen. <laughs> Quit looking at your wives. <laughs> I got one laugh and a, a bunch of... <gasps> Amen. When he talks, he's got purpose. When he says something, there's a reason. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you today that uh, Isaiah 55, he says, For as the rain cometh down, and snow from the heaven, and return not thither, but they water the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. Amen. So shall my word be, that goeth forth out of my mouth. 
It shall not. Somebody say, it shall not. It shall not return unto me void or empty. Come on. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Amen. When God speaks his word, he's not speaking just for any reason at all. Come on. But when God begins to speak, we need to begin to incline our ear. Come on. We need to listen for the word of the Lord. We need to listen for the direction for our steps. We need to listen for the decisions that we need to make. Because if you, if you incline your ear to the word of the Lord, God will speak. And if God speaks, it will accomplish that which he sent it to. We need a new decision desire for the word of God. Does anybody want to want to desire the God the word of God to, this morning? Job said that I desired his word more than my necessary food. Amen. How many know that if we if God's going to speak to us there's got to be a a longing. Amen. There has to be a, a pulling, a drawing. Amen. There, there has to be a place for it. Amen. I, I've always been told in, in growing up in church and, and uh, from, from, from my pastor now, Aaron Bounds, that God will never speak to a busy mind. He, he won't. If we're too busy for him, even though he's got direction for you right now, he'll hold it to himself. Amen. Sometimes we got so much going on in our lives that, that we don't we don't have room for the word of God in our lives. Amen. If God's he's going to speak to those that desire it. Come on. He's going to speak to those that want it. If you want direction, all you got to do is turn towards God. Go to him in prayer. Get his word. Come on. How many know the Bible is his word? Amen. Open it up. Get on your knees before God and say, Lord, I'm not taking one more step until I get some direction, God. I need you. I need your voice in my life. I need you to speak to me. Amen. And when you start desiring a word from the Lord, that purpose that's from the ending, that he's standing at the ending looking towards you, he will utter the word for your life for that moment that will get you through that day. Come on. Give unto me today my daily bread. Come on. Give me what I need today for my existence for me to make it to tomorrow. Amen. How many know we walk with God day by day? We live life day by day. Somebody say day by day. If we live in the past, we're going to repeat the past. Come on. If we live in past mistakes and past regret and where we've been, we're going to repeat it. Come on, somebody. How many know that we can't look too far into our future and think about things and imagine things that haven't even happened yet? Amen. Some of us worry so much about tomorrow and tomorrow's going to take care of the things of itself. How many know Jesus said, don't think about the things of tomorrow. Think about right now. What, what do you need today? Come on. If you talk to, to, to any rehabilitation center, they'll try to tell you, uh, uh, you can't get through life uh, looking at the future or looking in the past. You got to worry about right now. Come on. I need what I need today. I don't need it on down the road. I don't need it in my past. I need it for my present. Amen. How many know that God is in our present? He said, I am a present help in time of trouble. Amen. In your time of need, God is...
the help that you need. How many know that he wrote the story? And the one that wrote the story dictates the terms. He dictates the terms. You know, there might be uh, something on the inside of us that we want to live our own life. We want to do what we want to do. We want to go where we want to go. We want to live the way we want to live. Amen. And you can live that way if you want to. You can, you can go down that path if you want to. But I'm going to tell you this morning, and, and you, you're, you, this is somebody talking to you that knows, I've been in that place. I've tried to live it my way. I've tried to make the decisions I wanted to make, and it left me empty and broken and wounded. Come on, with scars that some of them still have not healed. But, but, but there's a way of God that preserves the righteous and those that prepare their lives to live the way that he would have you and set aside their vessel for nothing but the spirit of God I want to tell you there's a way of holiness there's a way of righteousness there's a way of peace there's a way of true happiness and satisfaction and it only comes from the Lord amen I'm preaching against something this morning Amen. Why don't we lift our hands today and just begin to call on the name of the Lord. Come on, saints. Come on, lift your hands. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands to God right now and just begin to pray. God, I bind every spirit of resistance. I bind every spirit of self-will. I bind every spirit of darkness and confusion and distraction. I bind every spirit of anxiety and depression. I bind every spirit of addiction. In the name of Jesus, I command it to leave by the power and the authority of the name of Jesus and the power and the authority of God's word. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. The source is the one who gives the information. Somebody say amen. He's the one in which information comes from. Amen. Let me ask you this morning, where do you get your information Where, where are we getting our, where you get the scoop? Amen. From your gossip buddies? Well, it's quiet. <laughs> Does anybody have any gossip buddies? Nobody wants to raise their hand? There you go. I got one honest soul in the house. Amen. Whenever Becky gets a call, is that, is that your bestie? <laughs> That's what the kids say. I just kind of picked up on it. <laughs> I'm trying to make you laugh. You know, when you laugh, you open your, up your spirit. It's okay to laugh. Man. What is your source? Where, where do we get our information from? You know, our belief system is based on the information that we have and have received. That we can only believe what we have received. If our information is coming from the news, mainstream media, <clears throat> they're lying to you. 
You ever heard her say, well, I'm on a need-to-know basis? That's what we're on with the news. They only tell us what they think we need to know. What happens if, you're, if you only got part of the information? How many know that if you only have half of the information that you need, that, that your, your, your belief system is incomplete? Amen. That the things that you're depending on to be true can, 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 can ultimately be false. Amen. The thing that you're building your life on, the thing that you're building your whole existence on, amen, is something that is a lie or it's something that is false. Come on. And if you don't have truth, if, if what you know and what you believe is not truth, then Jesus said like it was built upon the sand. Amen. How many know that there was two men? One built their house upon a rock and one built his house upon the sand. And if you build on anything other than God's word, it's like you're building upon the sand. How many know if you build upon the sand that it's manipulative? It's, 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 it can change. Amen. It's temporary. Amen. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. It might be stable right now, but tomorrow it can shift and change. He said, when the rains came and the wind blew, that great was the fall of that house because it was built upon the sand. But he said, those that build their house upon the rock. Those that build their house upon that which is founded from the foundation of the world has been established, amen, as the truth. If you build your house upon God's word, he said, when the wind comes and the rain comes, he said, it will stand. I want to tell you today that you, wherever you're getting your information will ultimately determine what happens to your life. It may rise and stand or it may fall determined by where you get your information from. Amen. If any of you lack wisdom, James said, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally or freely and upbraideth not, which means he doesn't withhold it. If you want it, if you ask for it, he's going to give it to you. Come on. If you got an open heart to receive direction from the Lord, he's going to open his mouth and utter his voice because it's his desire to give you what he has. Come on. It's his desire to pour into you what you need. Somebody say amen. Colossians 2 and 3, he says, In, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. Speaking of Jesus Christ, how many know it's all in Him? If we need wisdom, it's in Him. If we need direction, it's in Him. If we need knowledge and understanding and wisdom for our future, it's in Him. Come on. If, if you need to know the next step for your life, it's in Him. He created you. You need to go back to the beginning, empty that vessel out, and say, God, I need you in my life. Somebody say amen. John chapter 4, Jesus told his disciples, I have a desire, I have a need, I got to go to Samaria. Samaria was not on the route to go where they were going, but he, he bypassed his original route and had to go to Samaria because there was going to be a woman there that needed him. You know that God, he said, I'll leave the 90 and 9. And I'll go looking for that one that's lost. 
He's sitting on the well. He's weary from his journey because how many know he had a body? God manifest in the flesh. Sitting on the well and he's thirsty. And here comes a woman. She's got an empty vessel. She comes to the well. She says, man sitting on the well, what, what do you do, right? You're, you come up and there's a strange man sitting on the well. And you come to the well. So I can imagine that she kind of was startled and stopped. And so she kind of moved up a little closer and took her time and started to do what she does. And he said, give me to drink. Give me to drink. She's like, um, you know you're not supposed to be talking to me because you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan. How did she know he was a Jew? Have you ever wondered that? Because Jews look different. They look different. It was evident he was a Jew. He says, uh, uh, if you knew who I was, you would have asked of me, and I would have given you living water. Man, of course, she's thinking about her vessel. She's thinking about her natural vessel. Luke, will you go get me a vessel? She's thinking about a container that holds water, natural water, because her vessel is empty. And she's confused because he's not talking about her natural body. He's talking about her spirit. Her spirit. Somebody say amen. We are mind, soul. We are, we are, we are body, mind, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. Amen. We are more than just physical. Amen. But how many know that the, the center of us is our spirit? Amen. If our spirit is dead, our body is dead because of sin. Somebody say amen. It's our spirit that we experience life unto God. And so what Jesus was talking about giving her living water, she thought that he was talking about the well that make, will make her live forever in the state that she was in right then. Because a lot, a lot of times, thanks, bud. A lot of times uh, we, want, we want God to, to, to do in our natural lives what needs to be done. And we think that the reason that he came was to fill my natural life with what I need and, and what I want, right? To, to, to fill my needs that I have for my body, to fill my needs that I have for my, right now for my household. Amen. When really that's just an accessory, accessory to what God wants to do in your life. That's not the center of what he wants to do. And sometimes it's hard to get people past what they're feeling in their 
their natural and what they're lacking in their natural because they think that if they get what they need in their natural life, that everything's just going to be okay. But I want to tell you that if God gives you what you need today for your natural life to fulfill your need for right now, tomorrow you're going to be empty again. Tomorrow you're going to need filling again. Tomorrow you're going to need another down payment. Tomorrow you're going to need some more money. Tomorrow you're going to need another place to live. Tomorrow you're going to need some more groceries. Come on. But if he can get us fixed on the inside, if he can get us fixed in our spirit, how many know that if you get fixed in your spirit, it changes everything around you. It will make everything well. Somebody say amen. So we come to God because we have need. But God's desire is not necessarily just to give us what we lack in that moment. But to give us a fix for us. Amen. She's fixed on her, her well because she came to the well for water. Right? Let me tell you something. <laughs> that woke you up. Some of you really, it woke you up. I'm not going to say any names. Some of us need to be woke up, don't we? This vessel right here, it's good water. I'm drinking this water. It's good water. I, I continue to drink this water. It's going to run out. Amen, because it's temporary. And things that are temporary, they have an expiration date. You get a loaf of bread down at the store, throw it up on the shelf, and leave it there for a couple of weeks, and forget about it. Guess what? When you go to get that bread, it's not going to be worth eating, and you're going to feed it to the dog. <laughs> That's what we do with our leftovers. Hey Amen. It's got an expiration date. It don't last forever. The Bible says the things that are seen are temporary. Name something that you can see right now. You can see me. I'm not in spirit form. I'm flesh and blood. Right? What you can see is temporary. Look at your neighbors and tell them. You got an expiration date. Amen. Everything that you can see has an expiration date, which means it can run out. It's going to run out. Not it can run out, but it will run out at some point. Has anybody ever had a job that you thought was going to last forever? Good job? Making good money? You thought, man, it can't get any better than it is right now. It's a good job. It's one I like. I'll probably work here till I retire. Anybody ever had that? And all of a sudden you get the letter. Go into work. I was working at Longenberger making baskets. I was good at it, man, making good money. One night I went into work and they gave me a pink slip. I was like, what is this? Sorry. You're going to have to find another job. Amen. Amen. It's got an expiration date. 
It's going to be terminated at some point. Some, you know what? I, I, I drove by that company the other day, went there to deliver for UPS. That's where I work now. And, and there's different businesses in there. You, Longaburger's long gone. I drive by the, the basket up there. You know the big basket that they built for their corp, corporation? I'm preaching about Longaburger on the, on the internet. It's sitting there empty. It's empty. It's got weeds growing up around the building. It's dirty. It's, 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 it looks like it's been abandoned. Amen. It's sitting there empty because everything's got an expiration date. If you can see it with your eyes, it's going to run out. If you can see it, come on, it's going to run. Come on, it's going to run out. It's not going to meet the need. It's not going to do for you what you want it to do. Amen. She had her mindset on Jesus filling her vessel with something that would cause her life to last forever. Amen. That would cause her to be able to go on and have the fountain of youth. Just continue in her youth doing what she's doing and living forever because Jesus gave her something that she could drink one time and never die. But that's not what he meant. Amen. There's a part of us that is open to the Spirit of God and it's necessary for the Spirit of God for us to access. Come on. you got to be open to what God wants to do in your life before he can do what he wants to do. Amen. That's why Jesus said Give to me some water. He's, he said, give to me. You may have a dollar. in your hand and like fold it up. That's yours. That's what you have. Okay. I'm God. <laughs> My kids laughed. They're the only ones that laughed. Because they know me. Does this help me to be God? No. Just an idiot standing on the pew. I'm God. I got something for you. Something that you need. All right. I want to give it to you. But I can't get you to respond to me. I can't get you to open up to me. I can't get you to, to, to open your heart up to me. And so the only way for me to give you what you need is to ask you to give me something. Amen. The only way that we're open to what God wants to do is when he asks us for something. We, in order for you to give me that, what do you have to do? You've got to open your hand, don't you? Right? And when you open your hand, you're open to receive. Amen. Keep that. That's for you. <laughs> Amen. When, when you're willing to, to open your hand to give God what he's asking for, you're open to receive what God wants to put into your life. Only then can you really open up and receive what God has. Amen. That's why he said you got to repent. Come on. In order to repent, you got to give God what he's asking for and what... He wants to give us a new life. In order for us to get a new life, we have to give him the old one. Amen. 
We have to be willing to lay it down upon the altar. We got to be willing to lay down the old ways, lay down our old way of thinking, lay down our will. Come on. We got to be willing to open our hand and say, God, you know what? I messed it up. I messed it up from the beginning. I don't know where to go from here. And God's standing there with a new life. And he's saying, if you're willing to open up and give me that, I'm going to put something in you that will fulfill your life. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord and magnify Him right now. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah! There's more to you than what meets the eye. Somebody say amen. Oh, God is so good to us. How many know that Jesus, I'm missing a page somewhere. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's go to John chapter 7. <laughs> I'm just going to go off of memory here. I thought I put all these in my notes. Amen. Revelations. Praise the Lord. John chapter 7. Praise God. Verse 37, I want you to put it on the board. And the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Okay, this is Jesus talking. If any man thirsts, come to me and drink. Come to me and get what? you need. Isaiah 55, 1 through 2, he says, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Amen. Who's he talking about? He's talking about coming to Jesus. Amen. He's talking about God being the source of the thirsting that man feels on the inside. Amen. The thirsting that we're feeling has nothing to do with Thirsting for this, natural water. Amen. It has nothing to do with thirsting for drugs. It has nothing to do with thirsting for sex. Amen. That's what we try to fill it with. Because that's all we know. Come on, somebody. But Jesus said, if any man thirst, come to me 
and drink. Come on. He that believeth on me as the scripture has said. You know that you can believe on God not as the scripture has said? Come on, somebody. But if you believe on God as the scripture has said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Verse 39. See, the Lord, the Lord knew that we would be asking that question. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Not maybe receive. Come on. Should receive. Should receive is a necessity. Amen. Because in order to receive this, uh, God in your life, you've got to receive the Spirit of God. Somebody say amen. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. In that moment, Jesus could not give them exactly what they needed until he went to the cross. He died on the cross. He, he was buried in the tomb. He resurrected from the tomb on the third day, right? And he showed himself for 40 days uh, above 500 people seeing him alive at one time. He ascended back up to heaven. But before he ascended, he said, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Go tarry in Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Up until that point, point he hadn't filled a soul up until that point they had not received the holy ghost amen up until that point they had not experienced the experience uh, that he talked about in john 4 come on he's talking about the outpouring of the holy ghost but my bible tells me in acts chapter 2 that when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there come a sound from heaven like as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. At that moment, God set the precedent. If you're going to come through Jesus, you got to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. If you believe on Him, as the Scripture has said, out of your belly. Somebody say, out of your belly. Come on. Elbow your neighbor and say, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on. This spake of the Spirit. He wants to fill us all. Come on. He wants to fill every dry soul. Every thirsty soul that's coming to Him. The reason you were made is so He could fill you with the glory of His essence. The glory of His life. And that comes through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Stand to your feet all around the building. Mm. Mm. What are you drawing from? What do you draw from? What is your source? What is your source? You have identified yourself based on what's in your vessel right now. Amen. You've identified yourself in this world and in this life 
based on what's been in there up until this point. And I've heard a lot of people say, I don't understand why I was born. I don't understand why I'm living. I don't understand how, in fact, I'm still alive. If you shouldn't be alive today, why don't you raise your hand? Me too. I shouldn't be here. It's only the mercy of God. But you're not what you've done. And you're not where you've been. You've just misused your vessel. Amen. Jesus, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. He said he was a ruler of the Jews. And he said, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, you got to be born again. Nicodemus is like, how can I enter again into my mother's womb? be born imagine Jesus just laughed and shook his head like wow you ever had anybody do that to you when you just didn't get it he's like I'm not that kind of birth you've had that kind of birth already hey man you got to be born of the water and of the spirit You know, I was born on June 23rd, 1975. I'm getting ready to have my 47th birthday. Come on, that deserves a hand clap of praise. I shouldn't be here. But that's not my birth. When I received the Holy Ghost on June 3rd, two years ago that was my birthday amen because it was then that I finally found what I was looking for I finally found what I was and I'm going to tell you brother Jesse I, I left that church that night with such a fullness with a, with a satisfaction in the depths of my soul that nothing else could ever give me. Man, I searched for it. Drugs, alcohol, everything that you can imagine. Because when you're empty, you search for something to fill it. Somebody say amen. But when I received the Holy Ghost for the first time, there was a love that filled my heart and a fullness and a satisfaction. And all of a sudden, I didn't feel the condemning. I didn't feel that condemnation. I didn't feel judgment. Come on. I didn't feel incomplete. I didn't feel uh, unsatisfied. I felt 100% fulfilled. 100% fulfilled. It's in that moment that I discovered... I'm not my own. I don't deserve this. God, I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do, God. 
I'll be what you want me to be. I don't deserve what you have given me because it is the earnest of our inheritance. The receiving of the Holy Ghost. Come on. I know that you might have been touched by God up until this point. But until you receive the Holy Ghost. Come on. There is something that's missing. The people that knew me before. Jim, they were. Christmas a preacher. My sister. She'd been gone for a couple of years. And she'd come back to town. She's like, I can't believe the difference in your life. I can't, I can't believe the, the change. It's like you're not even the same person. I'm not because I've been born again. Not of corruptible seed, but the incorruptible seed. By the word of God, by the spirit of God. Amen. There is a birth and there's a feeling that, that God wants to give us today. Amen. But let me tell you how to receive it. If you're here today and you want the Holy Ghost in your life and you haven't received it up until this point, I want you to come down to this altar. I want you to just come down with your hands lifted. Amen. To the, to, to the Lord. Just acknowledge it. I haven't received it up until this point, but I want it. I want what God has for me. I want everything that He has for me. If He has the Holy Ghost for me, I want it today. I, I want it. I believe God wants to give it to me. Come on. Why don't you come this morning? Come on. Hallelujah. We got one. That's it. Not that's it. And the Lord's upon you. Jesus, if you want the Holy Ghost, come on. Come down here right now. Come on, get out of your seat. Come down here. Come on, if you want the Holy Ghost, this altar's open. I want you to come. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.